mailbox one. You have six old messages from Saturday, 8.43 a.m. Dr. Anderson, Dr. David Anderson, and I am the singing threat. Yeah. And I've been singing already this morning. And I sang over WIKV radio over in Iron River through the phone. Here I sang this song. I'm not sure of my I'm, I'm, I'm sure my friends have loved it, and uh, I sang this song of You're the Only Blue Star in My Blue Heaven, and Gene Hockey once sang it, and hey, I got a lot of things that are going today over here in Redville. And now you'll be able to to mark it down. And then saying, you're the blue star in my blue heaven. And you know I'm a singer. You know I'm a singer. I hope someday they'll come and get me from California. This is my dream. Uh, goodbye. Everybody, this is Nathan Anderson coming from our mobile studio. We are we're uh, just past uh, West Covina on the 10, going east, and baby, we are going outdoors. With me, as always, is Seth Anderson. Hi, we're getting out of town. We're not looking back. We're enjoying summer vacation. We're in uh, we're in Walnut, 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 California. Walnut, California. It's got a great ziggurat, Wells Fargo. There kind sure a, are a lot of little strip malls here with the stucco topping, and uh, there's a big IKEA out here. Uh, Oh, it's just nothing but yeah, shops right I, now. Yeah, I think uh, Inland Empire slash Orange County is nothing but TGI Fridays. That's all we're gonna. That's it's, all we're gonna hit for a while. It's a lot here. of it is is it reminds me it's like stuff you can't get in LA proper like WalMarts and. Um, yeah, we're gonna go to a WalMart. We're gonna try to uh, give you a taste of why we do this and uh, why we why we still feel the need to go out and uh, and be men. <laughs> and so and, we're gonna do, we're gonna document us being. Uh, being a semi semi man, I'm gonna chop some wood, and uh, we're gonna eat some disgusting food. Well, we're gonna buy some chopped wood. We're gonna assert the majesty of creation and uh, view what it has to offer on this beautiful day. Yeah, there there has to be a reason that in the midst of a desert basin city like Los Angeles, that me and Nathan always feel the need to go up into Big Bear, or, you know, Lake Arrowhead area. That's and, our and, destination. Big and Bear. be in the woods. For some reason, we really need to get into the woods. And when we were younger, we did not—we wanted nothing more than to get out of the woods. Just get away from the woods, because yeah, that's where the, we the, the, really uh, grew up. Isolation of small town life, but uh, now we feel we got to just go in it, dip our toe in it, as you say. Uh, go one day, one beautiful night out underneath the stars with the wolves, with the insects, with the whatever. So we'll so, uh, document all that. So yeah. uh, stay with us for this wonderful, great outdoors. Hear me now, brother special. Yeah.
this one i'll eat this one let yeah, me let me eat no, it eat as it. a as a test pigeon you know can you can you open this up for me this is gonna be salmonella baby can you find a way to open this up so we didn't bring a can opener i saw t1 whore do it with her asshole once <laughs> i saw one guy do it with his belt buckle once i don't think i'm gonna be able to do that pretty soon it's it's, it's getting kind of that that magic hour that dark blue hour where you can't see anything <laughs> this, right. is, this is the worst time to be like driving a car because people jump out and well, well we I'm seeing I'm seeing kids on bikes. I don't know how they're ash. How oh, these kids are gonna do that? Like I'm gonna it. test this hot dog on the. Can you give me the? Give me all the condiments over there, would you? Um. Would you, honey, please? It's not easy for me because I've got to navi- I'm navigate. Gonna eat, I'm gonna eat bare then. No, don't eat. Well, it's a little undercooked, maybe. Pretty good hot dog. It's not bad. That's the whole thing about can camping. You, can you give me a MGD? Yeah, we got allowed maybe one day or two days or a week. No matter how much you're camping. To eat a bunch of shit, a bunch of junk food. Absolute crap. Absolute. You you drink beer. You eat hot dogs and cheeseburgers. You drink beer. You drink. You eat hot dog and cheeseburgers, and you follow it up with a chaser of chocolate. You don't drink any marshmallows. Beer. Chocolate marshmallows and graham crackers. I'm never gonna get that Newcastle. Oh come on! I bought that. That was two seventy three. It was on sale. So even though we're we're sitting in a campsite, which is kind of a it's kind of a glorified parking lot here with. With sections of of, um, of grass yeah. where you throw it on your tent and pretend like you're roughing it. And there's a big, big uh, fortress over there full of I guess that's portable shot. It's like showers. It's kind of like a lounge, showers and bathrooms, male and female. And we're surrounded by other campers. Okay, well, I got a little story to tell about my um, just oh, bathroom break. Not now. really. Oh yeah, tell me about your bathroom break. I went to the bathroom and and I um uh, one of the Asian people that are kind of camping around us a lot. Um, he walked out and, and, and gave me the door and I went right to the stall that he was definitely coming from and I it was overflowing with piss piss water you know and um did you say something to it? no 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 it was just a verbal nonverbal look like thanks for the door or or don't no no thanks you know because he, he didn't really help me it was just sort of like one of these things like where I said nod. thanks I just yeah. said thanks to you know because it was almost like you opened the door for me and you know in our civilized society it's just got to do that so I went in there. It was overflowing with piss water. You want to have that? Right? There's piss water overflowing in the toilet uh, toilet bowl, not the toilet bowl, rather the um, the, the toilet. Um, it's you know the urinal. It's it's disgusting in there. All the urinals. Yeah. So I I was like Asian man. Asian man doesn't feel, doesn't know how to flush. Asian man. I was saying that like over and over again because I'm a, I'm a slightly dry. I was like Asian man doesn't know. You to said drink. that out loud. It wasn't necessarily racist. It's like the it's the the PC way to say you know. Someone from China or Jap- Japan or Korea, if you don't know, you just say, oh, he's know Asian, you know, he's, he's of Asian descent. And so it was like, Asian man doesn't know how to go to the bathroom. You know, I was saying you that. that. Yeah, I didn't know it was anybody in there. Okay, and yeah. uh, you know where this is going. And <laughs> <laughs> I, took a, I took a whiz, and then I overflowed the toilet and flushed. And, of course, the flush just overflowed it even more. It just came out on the on, onto the the floor. There's like three bathrooms. There's like three and toilets. It was there. right then when I was overflowing on the floor that I noticed two Nike sneakers in the in the in the stall. <laughs> and I don't think they'd ID'd me or anything, so I just, just bolted. I just got out of there real fast. You didn't like, wash your hands or anything, you just boom. No, I just got right out and you said Asian man. Could have, well, I just thought maybe they were together, you know, because there's a big group of maybe he's doing maybe he doesn't you know, speak English. I doubt that. Not if they're in California. I mean, <laughs> Maybe they're I guess traveling. I wonder if... Oh, it's getting hot. It's getting hot on my hand here. The stick isn't long enough. All right. We actually are pretty prepared, people. I I know you probably think we're out here sitting on a couple of... Well, it took us an hour and a half. Styrofoam coolers. It still took us an hour and a half to build that. Tent. But, uh... Is that whoa, we're camping. We're camping fans. I got a little, um... Oh, shit. We got, I got a little pocket knife. I got, uh... Probably got a compass somewhere. Do you remember going camping... In the snow with Dad, like really roughing it. That was dog number two I lost. Yeah, I remember. I remember the most. 
valuable piece of information. I mean, he, Dad always tests us, you know. He's always like, okay, boys, if you got lost out here right now, how would you get out? And we're like, you're like, you, you said something like, I'll look for the North Star. You know, you said some <laughs> bullshit like that. And I said, I said I'd <laughs> set a fire right here and I'd, I'd cry for help. No, I, I don't know. And he said, just if it's snowing, we're, we're winter, we're winter camping here. You just follow your tracks out. Yeah, well, obvious. You're, it might snow over. You know what? I don't think, I don't think this stick's good anymore. That one I did too long. Okay. What about a slow cooker? I'm really looking forward to it, even though I'm not that hungry. How about I? Uh, can I like? I can use the. I can use the wood. Yeah, but then when you yank it off, it's gonna fall right off. So anyway, we're. Let's try if it. we haven't mentioned it, we're in. We're in uh, Big Bear Lake area it. where they make where they um. Where they're they roughing it. Where they dunk a bunch of plastic bottles every day into the Arrowhead Lake and uh, call it Arrowhead water. Yeah, let's go. Uh, let's fill up our jugs. Uh, real it's, arrowhead it's water. Real arrowhead with. Yeah, you're right. If I pull this off, it's just gonna fall. It's, you're gonna lose another one. That's that's what. There's eight total, and. Well, what do you want me to do here? It's not worth it, man. You just. I bet I can get it out of here. So, this campground has a lot of kids, and a lot of people just hanging out, <laughs> just kind of you know being friends. I got double sticking it here. And um, this guy, this guy. Oh, we got a chatty. We got a chatty catchy yeah, over here. I see. Came up to us. He's probably gonna come over. And I know we're being antisocial, and we should just hang out and you know sit up like in a saloon in the old oh. west and just tell our stories. Oh. You know, travelers, weary travelers, just just you know telling stories. <laughs> you gave them a pretty good smokescreen. You're like, because we are going back to Minneapolis, but and we are from Minneapolis, but we live in LA and we're working. And yeah, we we gave like we multiple gave stories and one yeah, what multiple we're doing multiple versions of multiple stories. But man, I mean, there's there is an appeal. What do you think I'm now, gonna do here? Listen to me. There is an appeal. Just sitting around a campfire with strangers and just telling your stories, telling telling things about where your yeah, experiences I wonder, I wonder have taken you. Yeah, I wonder what kind of skeletons you, he has. You know, where your experiences have taken you, and and just like people you've known and the people that you don't know anymore, and the people that are gone from you. And I, I, there's something really appealing about that image, but at the same time, we are just so antisocial and we just really want to be alone. We came out here to not talk to anybody. Right. Look at this double, double, we came, right? Is we that? came out here to record. And that ain't gonna fall. You got tongs now. My out. hand is on fire. You know, just came out here to do our show. I don't know. I mean, are maybe we, we just, were very, we're very antisocial. I think we're antisocial. We sit up at our. I our, mean, like the minute he came over, I was just like, oh, shit, yeah, fuck, our day's ruined, right? That's bad, though. I, I think, I think um, we should go over there and have some uh, cracker jacks with him. Seriously, dude, he's, he's like, he's sitting there. I don't know what he's I think he's sitting in his tent, watching us, like making sure we're not seeing. I think he can read our read our. What do you think? Is that good? That won't be good enough. Because the, the the one end is <laughs> so anyway, we really like to get outside of L.A. and um, kind of kind of go to go to places that remind us of where we came from. And we and and I know we've probably talked about it before, but we we come from the Upper Peninsula. I mean, for the most part of our lives, from eight years old to eighteen, I lived with Nathan. The garden state of our lives. Um, in a town called Iron Mountain, Michigan, which is on the border of northern Wisconsin. It's the upper peninsula of Michigan. I think I think it's right. You may have driven through it. It's it's very small town. Um, one of the smallest towns that I can imagine. And it um at least and it's it's as small as comparable towns that I've been through in the Midwest. Oh, get it. It's I still on the plate. It's still on the, on the you saved it. And and it's getting dark it's for the longest time. For the longest time, me and Nathan wanted to leave it. And I think Nathan doesn't really care to go back. But I, in the last few years, have loved going back there. Because it's almost like a pocket universe outside of the world. When you go back there, it's like nothing... Time is time goes slower. The city doesn't change. The people don't really change. I, I really don't... You know, I don't have any, and I Nathan, feel like I don't have any roots there. Well, but I, I go back... I do. I, I feel like I've got a lot of roots there now. I don't know. I just have I've always... It's where the, just the way Andersons the, came from. I know, but the way the people are, the, they're so short-sighted. I mean, that's such a, it that, might be an overgeneralization, but they are very kind. Matter. They are very kind, but they are not very agreeable, and they're not, they're very judgmental of other. Well, yeah, the, all the worst things that the people have about. The reason I came to L.A. is for diversity. That's yeah, the way well, I've always, that's why I like cities. All the problems people have with small towns are there and rampant, but at the same time, I don't think about the people. You associate it with the people. No, there. I think the people dictate how far you're going to go. 
in your no, life. No, no, With dreams. No, like, there. Yeah, I agree. It's very limited. They're, like, the most of what I could have been there was, like, a senior photo photographer and a wedding photographer. <laughs> I probably would have made a good chunk of change, but I would have been miserable. Or we could have tried to do a, do a movie theater. There was just one. I remember there was one... <laughs> There was one woman who did it, who did all the senior photos, and everybody hated her work. So when I started doing stuff, they were too like... too arty. She wasn't arty. She was just like, you know, hand, uh, you know, fist under the chin. Uh, you know, them in their jerseys and just very basic, oh, jersey, boring the stuff. the jersey photo. Taking pictures by waterfalls. You know, and I just offered whatever they wanted, you know. Some people wanted to be photographed with books. And, okay, I'm going to lose this one. Oh, there was a wo- I remember that woman. She did whatever she Karen, wanted. She didn't Karen. give a shit about whatever... Everybody else wanted. Him. She, she just was like, "No, that. this is good." She's like, "You'll like it," <laughs> and everybody hated and no, their photos. And we they looked like everybody else's. We were like, "I remember the one she took of us, right?" It was like very serious, and it was it was fist under chin. It was like a know? long shot after a waterfall from a, the thinker pose. Uh huh. Like the whole family. It was a group picture of all of us doing the thinker. It was pathetic. So anyway, I don't have a relationship the with the people, Nate. I have a relationship with the town. No, I I do too. I mean, I love the town. I'm I love the, I love the environment. I love it. I love this the thing. What does that land? look like? Is that? Ah, what does that look like? I love that you can go outside <laughs> and you can actually not hear cars. You can just go out in silence. Maybe I got to put another stick on there, or another. Excuse um, me. I I just think I've been. How's that want- dog treating you? It's great. I I've been needing to retain that constantly now. Because I'm in the middle of an urban center all the time. Well, I really miss I really miss the nature. Oh, God, I really coyote. Miss. That's not a coyote. That's, a, that's like a rat dog. It's a sheep dog. Don't lose any more. These are really good. <sighs> this one's mine. Okay. So, so we come out here, and I crave it. I've been craving it for. Is it for, cooked all the week? We we last camped in August, just after my birthday. I know that was a long time. And ago. it's been so long, and our schedules just do not connect enough. Because Nathan, Nathan gets his weeks off midweek. You know, he gets his days off, yeah, and I'm you know for you. I'm working, and I get my weekends. He throw a bun on that plate, and so we just never find a way to do it. And then now we've got this time right before our cousin's wedding when we're going to go back to Minneapolis. We're just like, yeah, we got it. We got it. Yeah, I'm in the best mood I possibly can be. I got like eight days off of work. And it's just the smells but, of evergreens. I wish we could do this more. I really do. Gonna settle your ties when you ain't got binds to tie up. Why burn your bridges when you can blow your bridges up? Where well, you locked in coverage for limited time, and it's hard enough just to let your ideas go by. Well, I'm gonna give it to you if you let me give it to you. So let me turn the volume up, get a little bit higher. Drown out all the sirens in the back of my mind. Let me turn the volume up, get a little bit higher. There, there's a lot of outdoor stories from the Upper Peninsula, <laughs> Michigan. Oh man, there's this. Me and Dad. Went. Tell me a news story. Actually, you know, tell me a news story. You got a news story about the outdoors? I mean, there are times. I tell you about the me and Dad flipped over on the three wheeler. No, you didn't tell me that. <laughs> I thought he was dead. Okay. Dad got this three wheeler, you know. He drives it out to his um. He drives it out. He's to got it. Yeah, it's a three year three wheel ATV. These three wheelers are so dangerous. And I knew they looks were. like a motorcycle. And he said, "Come on, Nathan, we'll go, we'll go try my He's new so three wheeler. I'll take you out it, to the yeah. deer pile, and we go bait deer pile. Explain what a deer pile is. Deer pile is is um we go out to a deer stand, which is where he has a ladder that goes up to a tree, which is an overlook of a bait pile." And we usually went out there to bait, yeah, bait which means deer to throwing get... down corn and syrup and all the things that attract deer. Yeah, they bait deer 
to get them used to going to this certain area where the That's where the story. hunter is in a deer stand up in a tree waiting for them. Everybody knows it's it's hideous. Deer hunting is. And that's what we are. That's what we did that day. And we, but it was a chance to see the three wheeler, the new three wheeler. Yeah. You know, me and my dad. Yeah, but okay. the ATV allowed dad for more remote hunting because otherwise he had to just go to hunting places that are accessible by He'd car. He'd have to drive his car in or by walk foot, in, walk in like act, ten yeah. minutes. So now he just drives his four wheeler right it's out the pri- truck. It's his prized possession. <laughs> okay, so anyway, he went and and he said like Nathan, like we, we he went in there and then on the way out, he's like Nathan, I want you to do it. It's really easy to do. It's really fun. And, and it was fun for a while. We were just like moving through it, like like speeder bikes in Return of the Jedi. You know, we're just woo, another Star Wars reference for you. And and we're moving fast. He's like, give it a little more gas, give it a little more gas. So then we get to this section that we crossed the first time with Dad, and we all, we both had to kind of stand up. It was kind of like a gully, you know, like a a dip, like a hill. And and the car goes up, but you got to stand up and lean forward so the thing doesn't topple over. Mm-hmm. You know. So on my way back. We go down that little gully, like real slow, like he said, and then and then we got up to the ridge of it, and he's like, "Give it a little more gas, man. We're not gonna make it out of the hole, and we're going slow." And I give it a little gas, and the front of that thing comes out from underneath us. I'm in the. I, I don't I'm, understand how that happened exactly. It goes boom. Okay, there's there's. It goes right through your think, legs. Think of, no, no. Think yeah. Think of a dad's behind me. You're this straddling thing. this. Thing, Dad's yeah. behind me, and then there's you know like a section on the back of the three wheeler where there's like a toolbox on yeah. the back where all mm-hmm. the gear is. So Dad's directly behind me. We both got our helmets on, <laughs> and I'm in front. And we take this big dip. It's like a big bowl in the road. And as we're coming up to the edge of it, the thing just comes out from underneath us. And what happens? <laughs> what happens here is that thing just. I somehow jump right off. Okay. Yeah, I do not understand. Like it, you, it goes like it's this. Like, it's like it came it's like a bike coming like, out from underneath you. Okay. Yeah. And my hands were on the uh, on the. On but the, your feet grounded. And, and and my feet my my feet I got I got on the ground. I you remember had firm footing the whole right thing came it. underneath it. Dad was kind of trapped on the bike because <laughs> of the toolbox. So what happened is that thing came out, just did a voo right up. It's very hard for me to picture. This happened, man. I'm not lying. It scared the shit out of me. I got out of the way. Like, I jumped out of the way for that thing. It's like the tree then coming back on you. You know, yeah, like the right. tree falling it's on, you. on you. And what happened? And now how much thing, weight is that? Uh, it, the thing is, like, I, I could hold it sort of. And I, I kind of held it and then I, I rolled out of the way. But Dan was trapped. <laughs> and that thing came right down on his on his head, on the helmet. It went like, woo, real fast. It's and funny hit him now, on the helmet. You know and he was underneath. He was like, ugh. It stopped him, <laughs> and 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 I had so much. I I kind of had adrenaline. I thought maybe it broke his neck or something. There's so many terrible things that you have to go through in life. You never know. <laughs> I pulled that. I pulled that three wheeler off of him. I just pulled it right off of him. And then he was just. He just sat there. He's like, "I'm all right. I'm all right." I had my helmet on. It would have crushed my head if my helmet wasn't on. <laughs> but the thing that problem was when he went back. There was a toolbox, like a metal toolbox, that just hit the small of his back. And, and the thing that yeah, landed on back him, problems. The thing that lands on you is not that bad. So what happened? And I just pulled that thing right off of him sideways. Adrenaline? Would you say it was adrenaline? What'd I think I, I I was pretty pumped. I was like, I'm gonna get this off you, and he kind of helped. Did you think pushed. Dad was a goner? Did you think I Dad? Thought he, like, I thought was, he really hurt himself. Like it was a point where Dad's not gonna. I thought he hurt himself, but but we pulled it off, and then we pulled that thing over, <laughs> and the thing just got. The thing was just flooded. Like, gasoline just came up, and it just didn't start. And we were just sitting there. He's like, it's all right, Nate. It's all right. <laughs> you know? It's like, it's just, it, and when we came back, he's like, Nathan. <laughs> Nathan. And for a while, this happened. He's like, Nathan, you can't tell Mom about this. <laughs> all right? She thinks these things are so dangerous. <laughs> and if she knew this happened, she'd, she'd take this away from me. So, like, six months Did went you- by. And that's right when I got, that was when I came back to get my wisdom teeth. So, I, I was, like, all high on biking in for yeah. a while that was near the end of it but i remember dad was like i, w- I was going to take the biking in home just in case i needed he's like <laughs> he's like hey nate just leave that biking in for me all right my back is totally fucked <laughs> he said fucked and then like i like i think like six months later mom was like saying you know yeah he told me about the three-wheeler you know dad never keeps anything from mom but okay. initially he was scared that reminds there's my three-wheeler story with dad there's a there that reminds me of another point where dad like was like you know Secret Service about mother, don't tell anything. Do you <laughs> remember the shit. time? Do you remember Dad had uh, my dad had a Ford Explorer that I subsequently drove until it died okay. in Milwaukee? <laughs> yeah. 
Is this the gun story? Yeah, the gun story. <laughs> you gotta tell me. He, you gotta um, tell me my dad. Uh, my dad goes hunting. We've had a lot of hunting stories. I mean, there's. Uh, I had to gut a deer. A lot of I had, to, I had to like stories. with tears in my eyes. I had to gut a deer with my dad, which I was not expecting one night. While Nathan oh, looked don't, on, don't talk about that. Nathan looked on with a flashlight. Talk about the gun. One time, I had to stand up in a deer stand while my, I was not sure if my father would make the kill shot. Just things like this, where you know, a guy like me, I just like, you're I not can't. gonna kill him, are you, Dad? Right. So, Dad is either getting senile or sloppy or or this is just something that happens every day and he's just telling me like a like a little bit of slice of what's going on but one there was a hole that went you could see that I remember there was a hole the in the back there was a hole in the back seat of it was a big one it was a big hole all of a sudden the back seat of this Ford Explorer and correspondingly there was a hole in the driver's side seat it was all on the driver's side that sort of, sort of like aligned with the back seat hole. And then there was a, it was also the trunk, the, the trunk pop. You know the trunk pop? It's like a handle he, that you pull yeah, with two that fingers. wasn't working all of a no, sudden. No, one of them was, one of the, like, you pull it with two fingers, one of the sides was broken off completely. Yeah, it wasn't working. It was, it was right like, in line with that hole. So I, I was like, here? what happened? This is this is interesting because, you know, I'm, I'm a lot like, I love JFK conspiracy theories and, you know, the, the guy in the grassy knoll and bullets and things like that. And ballistics. So, I didn't immediately think it was a bullet. I, I wasn't that smart. But I, I just thought, well, there's, some, there's too many coincidences here. So, um, I asked Dad about it one time. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, one night, you know. One night. I was coming back from a hunt. And it was black powder season, you know. Black powder season, great. He's got a gun, you know. Black powder season. It wasn't the black powder rifle, was it? Wasn't he's it like, it was just a bad night, and I and I and I and I was just loading my stuff down, just loading it off, just just throwing it down into the back and the, the back hatch of the, the back hatch, floor. which is you know you could just lay. It was had a lot of space in the back, right right before the seats start. And he was like, and I heard a pop. I just heard a pop. I, I heard, I heard a. It didn't sound like anything, and but it was, it was definitely a puff of air and a very loud, you know, just kind of like a firecracker. And it's like all of a sudden I got a hole in my in my gun bag. My <laughs> my, my my gun went off. I was like, Dad, was pistol, Dad, you don't have. First of all, you don't have a safety on. I could have been up, like I could have been with him. You could have. Mother could have been, you know, picking you up or something. I mean, there's so many terrible things that could have happened. It was like so many awful. It's like it was like a gush. It would be yeah, a gush no, shot. It was like it was the first time where I was like, "Dad, what are, you, what are you doing out there, Dad? What are you, what's going on?" Out there? <laughs> you question. <laughs> you question his. It's like, what's what's going on out there? Are you, are you careful? I mean, I can't even think of you. a gun, much less a bow. I mean, I'm glad you're using bows now. I'm glad you like that more. I mean, oh, that's, that's dangerous too. So so he's like, "What you didn't see was over here," and he and he pointed and he showed. Didn't me, it go through? He the show, yeah, he showed me the the um, pedals. The it was the the brake pedal. There was a big hole in the in the metal there. Yeah, it, it went, went right, right through, through the, the meat of the it, car. And who knows what it went through? And I remember a mechanic was saying that that fumes were coming through, like n- not necessarily lethal, but over time, if you drove, drove this long enough, lot, yeah. and you sat in a car long enough, you you would be you would be exposed to fumes from the engine that are lethal or, or bad. It's like a methane blowing. And I and I I was like. This is just, I, and I and my and Dad is. That was when Dad was like fifty. <laughs> the funny, the funny part is though, you question him like, Dad, what's going on? <laughs> Dad, what what the hell are you doing out there? But but seriously, I mean, you like, could, you could like, I, put a gun I, into the my, house. That was when Dad was fifty. That was when he was just starting. Now he's sixty years old. Oh, I think he's still pretty I'm sure, sharp. I'm sure he's done stuff out there like falling out of a I'm deer sure stand. I'm sure he's falling out of a deer stand. I'm sure he's, <laughs> he's just he's, like, oh my god, I could have died. <laughs> <laughs> like the three wheeler, dude. There was one time. Probably hit a tree. There was a point where we went ice fishing. Did you? It was ice fishing, all right. But right at right at the right at the edge of the coast, right at the ice. beach there, the ice looked a little kind of precarious. He went out on a little his own. iffy. You yes. remember? I remember I'm, let me get on with. He, it looked a little iffy. <laughs> and Dad was like, Dad was like, all right. Well, there's a log there, and <laughs> let me just test it here. I think we can. I think if we get past that, we'll be fine for ice fishing this month or er, today. And it was just like, all right. So I watched my father go out there and just <laughs> just bust and go immediately go waist deep in the water. He broke right through the ice. <laughs> he just broke right through. He's like, well, can you imagine falling through the ice? <laughs> no, my dad. He went waist deep. He went waist deep. His jeans were soaked. Right? And what did he say? He came back. He, like, and he said he, he told like, everybody. That's the end of ice fishing. <laughs> season for us guys <laughs> that's the end of ice fishing for us guys April. Like, it was like mid-april i mean i mean i don't understand oh, that is that. hilarious but but he's the only me, one that went out on that ice yeah of course and it was it was 
<laughs> See, I mean, it was. I wish I could make. It, I could have taken video oh, of it because the POV a, of him just. He is our father, you know. Ice fishing is dangerous. You can oh, hear. You can hear right. the ice change. That's a good. That's a good trip down memory lane. Thanks for. Uh, well, that's our dad. I was thinking about the parts of California that I've liked in the almost two years that I've lived here, and this is definitely one of my favorite. This is definitely favorite a place. Fa- this is like a refuge, man. This is like it's, a wildlife refuge. It's so quiet out here. It's outside of time. It is outside of every I mean, worry like, that I have. I, I like. I like living out here. If I it was would quiet, live out here. Again. Yes, I would live out here. Big Bear is just something else. I like that there, it snows and there's there's weather. Yes, <laughs> something I'm yes. growing more and more. In need of. In need of. Mm-hmm. But like San Diego. That's burned a big ass log right there. I'm I don't know if I. I don't know if I want to would say, want to say like I'm gonna be Sam a huge fan of San Diego. I'm just gonna say. I'm just gonna say that, I enjoy going down there for the change in pace. And I'm not saying change of pace like a figure of speech. Like if we were talking about San Diego, I just kind of like how how it slows down. And feels kind of it's like it's a good escape, but I can't imagine living there because you're so close to like you know the epicenter. You're so close to LA, but you're at so far away. I just there's no point. The minute you get in with within 50 miles of LA, LA is like a tractor beam. It's like the Death Star. It's just like it is so different. It is so different from the rest of the state. And I think you could extrapolate that and say it's different from the rest of the country. Mm-hmm. That's possible. It exists in a separate sphere. It's probably like Mexico, dude. It's probably like and oh, I, I think the major, the world's biggest cities ex- exist in their of themselves, in and of themselves. <laughs> like Paris it exists, in and you know London exists outside of its, you know New York, <laughs> L.A. L.A. definitely exists. It is it is just so indicative of what's going on right now. It is the modern man. Yeah, and it's modern man's dwelling. Like I always say, it's it's where the apocalypse is going to happen. Yeah, it's, it's exactly on the shores of the Pacific. But but the rest of California has so much to like, and this desert lifestyle, this desert, these people have their own charm that is very much what I've what I've already associated with with the Midwestern people. They've got their they're they're a different kind of people, but they're they're a, they're definitely got their own character, very unique character. The people that live out in, you know, Inland Empire and the people that live out... I'm sorry, I just saw I saw a face in the fireman. <laughs> Can you imagine the first time? Can you imagine the first time some caveman, like, sparked a couple rocks and it Figured just Figured out, yeah, how this. oxygen works with it. I bet he thought he man, just cracked. Just drank a ton of that. I just... No, no, man. <laughs> I just... He just must have, like, I cracked, I cracked a section of the world open. <laughs> like, he must have... 
I learned a big secret. Can you yeah. imagine fire? I mean, that's like that's all you need in life. Right? I'm sure he was like, I, or she was like, uh, I just, I don't know or what this she. is. I, I don't know what this is. I don't know how I did it. And then it was probably just disappeared for a while, and then somebody else figured it out, and then they figured out it's how to probably just replicate like it. All the first time something was invented, you know, like the wheel, and just like holy cow. <laughs> Do you remember the time Dad took? Do you see a face in there? No, I don't see anything in the fire right I now. I see all I'm kinds in, of stuff. I'm not in, in that thing. kind of mood. I'm not in that kind of. So, so, what what is your favorite place in California? In the, in I really, I really enjoy Joshua Tree. I really think that's a time. That's a place out of place. There's some. Get, I mean, get you, in front you, of the mic. A you can get so tucked in there. I, I'm right on it. Yeah, but you sounded better for a moment there. I think Joshua Tree. Joshua Tree, number one. So far, what am I going to say? Not Hollywood. I mean, jeez. I mean, those places have characters, and I felt, I felt on guard the whole time, and that was kind of exciting. I also like Santa Monica in some extent. I like just kind of the Santa Monica Venice kind of vibe, but but the place where I felt where I was at one with myself in a way is Joshua Tree, just because there's there's a richness there, and it, and it's all about escape from the city. But I think if that was if that place was anywhere, I'd still enjoy going there. Where, so that, when did so you solidify this opinion? The second time I went. When you recorded sound, or we did a lot of sound recording for the film out there. But I mean, um, I took a lot of photographs out there. I just, I, I just think it's a really magical place. or something about it. Did you see the? Um, did you get to the viewpoint where you see the whole valley there, the whole Coachella, the San Andreas Vault, well, like the, you know, the, the like Christ view of it? You know, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like I will give you a name. What is that know? called? The rim, the large rim. There? I don't know what it, you see. The whole Co- Coachella, you see just so much there. You know what you're gonna like. You're gonna like Mount Baldy. We're gonna go up there. You yeah. are not gonna believe the view. Mount Baldy be something that appeals to me. You, we saw like testing going on the uh, the Air Force over by the base over there where they they land the space shuttle. I can't remember the name. Of I the like uh, you know I like Vasquez Rocks up near Santa Santa Clarita. I've only been there twice. That's north of. Uh, it's so small. It's such a small area though. It's not. Like I know, but it's it's <laughs> it's transporting. I mean, it's like a lunar landscape. There's nothing else like it. It's so southwestern to me. I mean, that that appeals to me because I've never seen it. I like the those areas. are probably the places I'd come back and just visit if I ever left here. I, I like the areas in Fallbrook where we shot film. Even yeah, even through here, it's like all those north places north of San Diego, the Oceanside area. Yeah, those, right by the base. Rugged, you know. Well, this I, I I can't I can't imagine it without the Native American culture and the, and. Uh, Kind of the early settlers, what it must have been like to walk through there. That's what I always imagine. I guess it's like our, kind of it's like way. the Midwest, but it's different. And I think that's what's exciting about it. It's like it's like this desert version of us, of what we're used to. But then we go up here, and it's just like pine trees and everything we're used to, green. And yeah, I feel very at home here. You didn't expect it, did you? I just feel at ease. I don't know. I feel like did I did. You expect to feel at home in a, in like Iron Mountain esque climate. That's what I'm saying. Or did you just go like I'm leaving this place? For I've never, I've never discounted how scenic Iron Mountain is. I mean, scenic. Such a, I'm talking such about home. I'm talking about. I'm not it, talking about like beauty. I'm not talking about something that's like you take a picture of like leaves falling. If like, I if oh, I think of home, I don't think of Iron Mountain for some reason. I just don't think of any place. Oh. I guess that I guess that's home. If it's it's home because our parents are there. And and if if they were in you know Czechoslovakia or they were in uh, Cleveland, I would still feel at home. Well, with we've them. never been put to the test on that. Maybe you know. Maybe it wouldn't feel like that. Maybe we'd want to go back to. <laughs> yeah, it's for me. It's like I hate more and more going back. I love it every time I go back. More and more. I love it because it's away from. It's away from your life. That's the only reason. You, you like it just for the place. Yes, I like the place. I like enjoying the place. Oh, we'll differ on that a little bit. It's not that I dislike it. It's just <laughs> I like seeing all the sights. It really, it really fulfilled. Oh jeez! Really fulfilled a time and place uh, in my uh, my childhood, and it'll always be that. I hated moving there, but uh, God, man, I wanted to get out of there so bad, and and I, like I don't really want to go back. I, Home is great for a week. It's hell on earth day to day when you were living there, and if you went back there and lived, and you were like, I'm moving back, mom and dad. Just it's comfortable there. to get around. I know all the places. I guess, I guess that's it. that's something. But I feel comfortable in Minneapolis. I feel comfortable in Milwaukee. I feel comfortable through Chicago. I mean, all those areas. You 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 got something going on in Milwaukee? I could get around Milwaukee. Milwaukee is probably my, the least favorite city I've been to. Sorry, everybody. I think it's an armpit. Ugh. Sorry. Why do you have to label it? I just think it's. I think it's a forgotten city. I loved it. 
I was there for so long. I loved it. I still miss it. I think it's a, you know, it's like a, it's like a wart on the face of Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> it's holding Chicago down. It's, beer. it's keeping it back. It's holding nah, it back. I don't, I don't agree with that. I think Milwaukee's got its own unique character. It's I think it's, it's always under construction. Uh, the highways. Just no, just everywhere. Everything feels under construction. There's no nothing feels finished, and nothing just it's like we I might just, finish. I just, we might not. I guess I can look. I can picture in my mind's eye all the places I loved in it, and when I can do that, I get this feeling you know, about like it. Lake Michigan, and it I, like and, I and I had my own home there. I had my own place there. Yeah. I had my no, own kind just, of world. Uh, hey, I'm there. just saying my point of view, and yeah. you're saying yours. You know, you, know, you, you love tipping a few and uh, grab, grabbing ass with some Milwaukee girls. I'm not talking about that. And. Uh, that's t- I'm not talking about. I'm talking about the lake. <laughs> you remember that time when it was like? I, re- I remember going down there and it smelled just putrid. I remember I walked the beaches <laughs> and and I, I said I'm going to take off my shoes. I'm going to wade and I went through it. I had all this slime on my thing and then at the end of the beach, I before I put my shoes on, I stepped on a piece of glass. I I, I just you know everything has just been kind of tainted. There's beer bottles all over. There was those those six ring you know old six pack things that were, uh. that kill the dolphins or kill the. But here we are. Yep, Los Angeles. Here we are in Big Bear, California. Out of time. Have you looked at the stars? You wouldn't believe the fucking sky, man. You can see every fucking thing. You can see satellites. You can see... I mean, you can't see it with the trees. You've got to just walk out here with me in a moment. That's what I like it now. You won't even believe... The stars. You won't even believe the stars for a moment. Your eyes will adjust, and you'll be like, I haven't seen this in a long time. You should go check it out. So, guys, we're going to go take a walk, and then uh, we'll see you a little later. Tell my brothers I love them still Over the mountains on their phone bill I should call more often but they know I never will Please tell my brothers I love them still Please tell my sister I miss My nieces and nephews in their swimming pools When I think about her, skies are blue Please tell my sister I miss her too Please tell my father I love him still Forget the railroad and all those bills Head for the cooler and drink your fill Please tell my father I love him still Listen, dear mother, I miss you the most And as I travel from coast to coast I feel your love and I feel your ghost Listen, dear mother, I miss you the most Listen, dear mother, I miss you the most Comfortable, man. We're ending the night out. Inside the tent. For some reason, people go to bed here and like they they go to bed at nine thirty out here in camps. They must get really it's, really stoned. You know, can't be ideal sleeping. They know. must, yeah. They must, they must They're get like up easy. at six thirty or something. Yeah. So I can still hear planes and trucks. And probably we're still just off, We're just off the tent freeway. <laughs> yeah, we're just we're just coming up. Yeah, where's that coming from? No, it's the it's it's we're in Big Bear. You know where Big Bear is. Main main road. There. What is that? It's coming right ass. It sounds like either planes or a bunch of trucks. Like, I don't know trucks. how a fleet of trucks is going through that twisty turny area. The ground's That's like the ground's pretty soft, isn't it? Yeah, so you can almost imagine being in a bed. But we're gonna wake up with stiff like we're gonna we're gonna plywood for for backs. And, and, uh, I'm done, man. I'm going to bed. He's going to bed, so this is, this is Seth and Seth and Nathan 
signing off. We're filmmakers from Los Angeles. Man, it sounds like a military plane going over. We're filmmakers. We make movies. We make films. That's that's what we call ourselves. That's what we do out here. We're trying to get it, trying to see what the the good life's like. We're trying to get outside of this this rat race that is that is Los Angeles. And uh, we'll wake up tomorrow, and hopefully we'll still be alive, and nobody will have molested our tent. We're we're two men, and uh, we're among friends, a lot of Asian friends out here. Um, so that's the, I can hear the music coming. Um, our our website is uh, <laughs> our website is hear me now. Yeah, I'll try. I'll you try. try. Record that. You need to try record the plug because we're, uh, we're we're fading here. We're fading fast. Well, our email is hearmenowbrother at yahoo.com. Yeah, and our web blog is hearmenowbrother.blogspot.com. And you can find us on MySpace at uh, <laughs> www.myspace slash times now. That's for Nathan alone. Mm-hmm. www.myspace.com. HMNB is our Hear Me Now Brother official fan page Cl- on MySpace. <laughs> www.myspace.com slash hear me now brother all written out is Seth alone come on there and uh, be our friends here I'm going to bed I'm gone alright here comes the noise Good night. Good night, and stay with us please 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 stay with us So, um, Seth's going to go take a walk in the dark, like a, like a fool, and, uh, I'm going to keep the fire going. Actually, Seth's going to just dispose of our trash. Let me get this, uh, portable media set up. I'm glad me and Seth still do this. I'm glad we come out here and, uh to find something. I know it's simply because simply because we're um, missing something with the city and I'm glad that we still have that uh, re- reaction to the city when we come out here and uh, kind of reconnect with nature. You can hear that fire burning. It's burning my face off. Ooh. I'm gonna I'm gonna poke the fire for you guys. We were gonna do some um, scary campfire, scary campfire stories, but uh, we decided against that because uh, it's stupid, and uh, everything that we tell would probably be copyrighted because we're not clever enough to come up with uh, horror fiction or horror nonfiction. Really, we just know how to kind of kind of spook each other out. Ah, that campfire, you know. This has been a good chance to, um, kind of step outside of our podcast a little bit and reflect on it. I think, uh, I think that's good. Yeah, it's a good uh, suggestion for all the podcasters out there, especially the L.A. podcasters. We're, we love L.A., but we also need a time to reflect, and we also can't even can't even see that we're in the belly of the beast all the time. We really can't see the beast once you're inside it. I really don't know what we all need. Maybe, maybe, this is hot, hot as hell. Uh, really don't know if anybody really needs, I mean, I know a lot of L.A. natives. I don't know how much they really need elements of nature and, and kind of um, solitude. But uh, something, personally, I, I really crave. I've always considered myself kind of a loner. A loner that uh, that loves people every once in a while. And I really miss people after a little while. I miss what they bring to life. And it's really, I think... I really think that that's the only way we really can know ourselves is, is how we're 
how we how other people react to us. We're kind of defined by who's around us, but uh, that might be an oversimplification. It might even be a negative connotation to that, but I really don't see it as that. I see it as probably the only way to really know how we're, how we're seen. But I don't know. With a podcast here, yes, uh, I like to do some dramatic pauses because we're outside and you can hear the roaring, roaring fire behind me, but this is all dead air. It's just all some dead air, but uh, how often is the chance so I get to just sit here and talk to you guys? I hope you enjoy this uh, Hear Me Now, Hear Me Now Brother Takes It Outdoors special, where we experience the simple parts of life. We slow it down a notch. We stop to look around. I don't know how many of you guys have really looked into a fire, but uh, <laughs> I see my whole life reflected. Yes. That's us back now, so uh, we'll see you later. Mm, yeah.